Hello, babes and hunks. It's me, Chris Galanti. It's time to Galanti and chill. I'm joined tonight with Stephen O'Teary, Devin Kopech. How you doing? And John Suarez. Hello. You guys have decided to sit on my couch and chill with me on this fine evening. And, well, I would like to give a little heads up of what we're doing here. Um, I think it's a continuation of what we were doing on our post show, if you guys were listening, where I would uh, watch a series of films, usually connected by a uh, series, like a trilogy, or by a director, or a genre. But uh, yeah, we're, we're actually making it its own segment, and that's why we're, we're here today on this first episode, guys. That's something. That's, that's a, a big, big thing. And, you know, I decided since uh, the unfortunate passing of DMX, I wanted to watch three DMX films of his filmography. And I sort of picked them at random. I don't know if you guys really realize that or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, maybe. I, I, I okay. mean, Chris, enlighten me, if you will. Well, uh, here's the deal. I, I kind of I, I picked his earliest films. And I, I, I kept with the earlier movies because I was looking at his later filmography and it just gets rougher and rougher. Really. So. I was going to say, like, I don't it's not like DMX is known for his, his acting career. Yeah, so I of kind of not. like of the of the three, only two of them I recognized. And then I couldn't think yeah. I could even name another one. Like, I don't really, you know. I feel I feel you chose the ones that are the most well I think, known yeah, I of, his, of his I agree. I think those his formative film career is the most well known and the rest are pretty much direct to video. So it's like okay. Let's see what let's hmm. see what should, had a should just picked his uh should have picked his music collection wow. instead. <laughs> yeah, that's great for, <laughs> for a movie podcast. Yeah. But in this case, I don't know. I wanted to see how well he can act because a lot of these movies I didn't see beforehand. I wanted to see what he could do. Because, you know, you look at Tupac in a lot of his earlier films. He's great. He's actually a really good actor. A really good Tupac. actor. Yeah. Like a really so good actor. I don't actor. know. I'm not going to judge. And that's the whole point of all of That's the whole point of Galani's Gauntlet. I go in with zero judgment, zero bias, and see if these are actually good movies. You know? Right. And that's kind of the, the spirit of the whole thing. So, um, and, then, and then you throw a name on it like we're all going to give you blowjobs after. What do you mean by that? Well, Galani and Chill? Well, yeah, that's. I thought it was implied. So. <laughs> yeah. Just come over. I thought it was we'll implied, too. I mean, you know, when we start doing this in person, that's exactly what's going to happen. But that's all another thing. Um, but also, I don't want it to just be the Galani Gauntlet. I want it to be some of the movies that we watched this week as well. Some new films that maybe we saw in theaters or on uh on streaming services i want that to be an open place for a lot of different independent or big mainstream movies that you guys saw so cool Sounds yeah good. yeah and well, i think uh, I, I would like to start with that too um maybe get some new movies out of the way before we get into the dmx <laughs> filmography i watched paddington yesterday you said that you were talking about that. <laughs> it's not. It's not a new movie. I'm just no, kidding. no. I mean, uh, if that's we'll get there. We'll get there okay. one day. We'll get to that. that that'll be a series on unto itself. But yeah. um, I saw two films this week that were brand new. Uh, came out this year, whether due to COVID restrictions or not. These films came out this year. So uh, the one film I saw, which I don't think anyone else here saw, was Saint Maud. 
Um, it's on my list because um, uh, I know there's a there's a kind of a timer on that one, right? Well, yeah, that's going to be off of Amazon Prime, I think, on the 11th. So if you got time, go out there, watch it as soon as you can, because it's going to be good. It's going to be gone soon. That's a 24 too, right? A 24 distributed the film. Uh, okay. Oh, OK. So I also like to point out Tim Lucas was the uh, the person on our discord that gave me the heads up on this movie. So I wouldn't have known about it well, for old Timmy boy. So uh, big time. Timmy I as we like to call recommend it. this film. I think it's a solid fuck. Um, it was made. Uh, like I said, it was made in 2019, but didn't get wide distributing until after all the COVID thing happened. And then it was even, that was like a small release. It wasn't even that big. Um, this marks the first film by director Rose Glass, who is a British filmmaker. It's supposed to be released on April 10th, 2020 in the U.S., but due to COVID, it was moved to a limited release. It was met with universal acclaim in 2020 when it premiered at the Toronto Film Festival. Currently sits at 93% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 65% audience score, which is always kind of funny. <laughs> With horror movies, <laughs> yeah, is that? Do you think it's like um, like almost like a rule of thumb that if the critic score of a horror movie is high but the audience score is low, that it means it's probably great? Yeah, that's I think applies mostly, to, almost exclusively to horror movies. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of horror movies that people either are intensely disturbed by and don't understand. That's a lot of situations. I think people don't realize when horror movies impact them, you know, and they kind of write it off as it just being obtuse or weird or mysterious. So you get these weird audience scores compared to the critic scores, you know? Mm -hmm. It's always apparent. But I suggest this. This is solid fuck, this movie. So um, is it found footage? Is that? No. Uh, I for some reason I thought somebody said that, and then I because that sounded inter- uh, not interesting, but I was like, oh, I didn't get that vibe from the movie. But I guess no, I... It, it's a solid narrative about a a hospice nurse that is taking care of a, a an older dancer who is dying of cancer. I know that rhymed. Oh, that rhymed. <laughs> Very nice. Um, Very but nice. She's extremely devoutly Christian. And she's trying to turn mm. the dancer to, to, to be a Christian, basically, making oh. it her like mission in life. And this isn't related to Harold. Anymore, <laughs> <is it? laughs> well, she drives. They don't fall she in drives love. A car off they? a cliff at the end, but she's in it. Spoilers, <laughs> buddy. All right. Uh, no, that doesn't happen. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I suggest it. Go watch it soon. It's gonna be gone soon, guys. Really gonna enjoy it. Yeah, I'll check it out. But it's got the Galani stamp of approval. Tim's stamp is always like half a stamp because, like, he said they nailed X (laughs) three. So Colossus nailed Colossus specifically. Yeah, which is also incorrect. But you know, we'll have him on when we watch all the X Men movies. (laughs) He's gonna be like X sucks. Logan's terrible. X3, however. Oh, man. Did you guys see Dark Phoenix? They nailed Phoenix. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, we wow. Uh, we're, we're just wow, busting yeah. out. Uh, Tim Dog. We're and I out. went to go see a movie in theaters. Yes. I uh, And I guess to preempt that, um, I guess we don't have to, but Chris and I saw The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Right. Which is, 
the official third Conjuring movie. And I, to prep myself for the scares, uh, I had watched a bunch. I've rewatched slash watched a bunch of the Conjuring series movies. Which ones? Which so ones I watched watch? Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, uh, and then the three Annabelle movies. So I didn't watch The Nun or the La Llorona, I think Curse of La Llorona. So there's eight films <laughs> in the Conjuring universe? Yes. Well, wait, three, six. Yeah, now there are eight. Yes. Um, and it was uh, it was generally fun. I mean, I think upon a rewatch and just kind of chewing all through all of them in the span of a week, uh, <laughs> the Conjuring one holds up. It's still really good. Uh, there's still really good creep, creepy things and scares in there. Um, and I think just in general, uh, it does a lot considering it's, it, they're PG-13 movies. Um, okay. And they're in a weird way. And this kind of bleeds into the, the third one, but they're really wholesome horror films. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, I think they're they're very religious affirming, too. Like yeah. the positive uh, side. Yeah. Of I mean, I'll say I'll say the Conjuring movies are wholesome horror films. Uh, Annabelle, the oh, Annabelle yeah. movies. Slightly less so. I mean, they're, it's not like they're gore fest or anything like that. But um, and I, Annabelle being a very, very rare case of they kind of get better as they go along, um, which is mm-hmm. kind of a rare rarity, I'd say. Uh, I, and like definitively better, too. I'll, I'll tell you what, man. I think this series for me, from the movies I did see, which I didn't see all the Annabelle films or anything. I think it kind of lives and dies with James Wan. As the director. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, he delayed too, I think, for like a year just so he could direct it. They delayed that movie for a while. I think, you know, he, he's got a, he's a great director, a great horror director. Mm-hmm. I mean, he started the he Saul did. trilogy. So the Saul series, rather, not trilogy. Yeah, oh, man. Did he? First movie. Hmm. I did not know that. He, uh, he directed one scene in the first Annabelle, which is the best scene the in the elevator movie. scene. And it's, yeah, it's just a scene where, like, the girl goes into a basement. Yes. And, you know, upon the rewatch, which, and that movie is not that good. Um, it's a stinker. That is the only kind of even remotely, like, clever scene because it's just, like, she goes in the elevator and she's like, I gotta get out of here. And then the elevator door shuts, it opens, and it's the same floor. And then it just, like, keeps doing that three or four times. And you're just like... Well, this is horrifying, but uh, and like the darkness is like weirdly coming oh, in. That's awesome. it, it's really cool. It's if I, if I remember correctly, um, but the rest of that movie, yeah, sucks. I mean, us sending John a doll in Atlanta was more scary. <laughs> than that. Uh, we didn't send him anything. It is admitted. You guys have admitted to it now. It was it was the royal way. That was the royal way. I can sleep now. Finally. Uh yeah, but. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, those um, those movies are generally just like a fun and doesn't really matter, but it's 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 one of the rarity cases of um, the shared universe kind of working, and uh, you know it certainly doesn't take away from the movies. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it makes it makes sense where it's like here's a here's a group of of uh, a, a married couple that hunts ghosts and demons and stuff. And it's like, we're going to make a collection of these stories. And you know, now. James Wan went on record saying there's so many, apparently, stories of the Warrens that they could make sequels mm. for a long time and still yeah. have a lot of stories. To get yeah, their version of the Warrens is very, I like them. I like them more than the actual Warren family Actually, stories. Actually, this film, the third movie, 
was supposedly going to have lycanthropy in it. Like werewolves and shit. You know, uh, uh, this is a minor, minor spoiler, but they touch on that in the third Annabelle movie. Interesting. Yes. Yes. Got to dig in there. Very nice. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I do want to watch these movies at some point. Listen, though. I mean, they're, they're all excited. on HBO Max. Wait, have any of you guys? Am I the only one that watched the Nun? I think so. Yeah, I think you might. Think <laughs> By the way, it was not that scary. Like, I don't know. I and I was like freaked out. I was so freaked out that I wanted to watch it. I watched it. With my John, cousin. they built an entire movie around one jump scare in a movie. Yeah, so, it's like. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that the same about Annabelle? You're kind of right. You're kind of right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think mean, there was a little bit more with Annabelle. They explained a little bit more about that. Also, Annabelle shows up in Shazam. <laughs> oh, oh, like... oh, Shazam. Okay. I was thinking Kazam. Wait, really? Or, same yeah, thing? Yeah, same yeah, thing? yeah. So same thing? <laughs> in the beginning of the movie, when uh, the kid goes into the pawn shop, uh, off to the side in the pawn shop is the Annabelle doll because it was done by the director who did Annabelle mm-hmm. one. Oh. I think. If I yeah, the guy did the, the worst Annabelle movie. But I guess touching on uh, Devil Made Me Do It, uh, Chris and I did watch that in the theater. And now uh, it's good to. So did the devil really make them do it? Well, or no? this this what, this the... might be the first instance in a, a criminal proceeding that somebody has said a demonic possession has caused their attack they use that as a defense and is this still riding on the like based on true events yeah barely thing that the whole conjuring okay <laughs> well what about uh what about the exorcism of emily rose right that was a was that was based a on a, that was based on a true thing i don't know. see all these things that's the great thing about them you could say they're slub they're linked to history just by saying this is based on a true story and there's a lot of leeway with that right we all know that yeah texas chainsaw massacre they <laughs> yeah, did that exactly Based on a real thing, it's like based on like every murder ever. I mean, it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's every cannibalist, fa- cannibal yeah. family from the deep south ever. It makes it scary. <laughs> Happens every day. <laughs> if you live in the south and you're a murderer, you're guaranteed you probably ate some body parts. So, um, so this, I, it's good to know that this this third film of the Conjuring series is not directed by James Wan, which. Is very apparent. That's a bummer. Yeah, right? yeah. it's it's a, it's a lesser mm. movie as a result. It's because he graduated to Aquaman status. <laughs> so I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> well, where would you guys put it in our uh, fuck Mary kill rating system? Or I'm sorry, Mary fuck mm. kill rating system. I think Mary the best. It's, kill the it's um, um the most minor fuck I could give. Yeah, it's either a very okay. soft kill or a very minor fuck. Um. I don't want to say. Yeah, I, I'd say fuck. I, I don't think this deserves the kill. There were some moments in it, like the the morgue scene in particular with mm-hmm. the Warrens. That I well, there was one part of that that made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that was, oh, is that well, the part? Well, no, that's not when Devin burped loudly in the theater. That definitely <laughs> made me laugh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, movies are back. Movies are back, baby. There is um, a there's a fat. Zombie in this. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> F A T, not yeah, 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 it is a fat. He looks and, like uh, meatloaf. Yes. Okay. And listen, Chris. All I did 
All I'm guilty of is having very good comedic timing. Right? The only <laughs> thing I'm guilty of. the quietest part. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's uh, the beginning of a horror movie where they're laying out the plot. <laughs> and it's just normal, normal scenes. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Actually, um, hmm. what did you think? So I- I'll say this, too. Um, this movie, I feel, has the most, like scenario the biggest scenarios where you kind of go oh well this could be explained away right absolutely uh, like, okay i could see why this again obviously the the goal of this is like there are ghosts and demons and possessions and curses but in the other movies there's not really like examples like in the conjuring too, like the police are checking out the haunted house and then like a chair gets thrown across the room and they're all like fuck this like you're saying this is more blatant and obscene yeah the other well, th- this is very much like oh well i mean they were drunk uh you know they were drinking at the time and okay. oh you know he had a heart attack and he is older but like also the the demon said he was going to stop his heart and it's like okay so like maybe that happened or maybe he just had a heart attack and he's like well a demon well, tried to true. stop my heart that's true so i point. think there's a lot of that um in this the more devil than, yeah the devil gave me a heart attack the devil. Um, <laughs> there was a moment in this movie i'll and again uh, i'm avoiding spoilers but there's like a potential moriarty-esque type character in this movie okay um, moriarty the warrants wait, yeah the warrants have there, a foil? yeah uh there's a potential <laughs> foil here yeah um, that's an interesting part damn. that's different yeah um, that definitely it plays out differently than the other two conjuring movies is it like a rival a rival like demon hunting couple <sighs> you know what? i i they're like, oh, we're going to fuck all over you. Oh, we're going to fuck all over the place and make you think it's... Yeah, yeah, instead of being like a loving couple, they're just like in a toxic relationship. <laughs> they're just totally yeah. filthy. Just well, coming on each other's butts. I, I, I don't want to spoil it because you guys... Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Oh, okay, now it sounds like... It you know what? Be. Steve, it's on HBO Max today. You can watch it. I have, I have a month to watch month. it. Dude. I want to watch them all. So, well, the ones I want to watch are the Annabelle Coming Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to watch Conjuring Two still, because I want to hear what this big nun. Dude, Steve, also, I mean, I think uh, I think just rewatch Conjuring One too. I think it's worth it. Holds it, up. It's I worth. It's that worth movie. the rewatch. That's a good movie. It is. I remember us really liking it's it. It's a solid. To see it's it a solid two films. Both the first two. I think this one's the weakest by far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's the weakest of the three. Um, Sitting at a sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes with an eighty-four percent audience score. Yeah. Is that appropriate? Is that appropriately placed? For the critics, yeah, 84% is critics. ridiculous. It's mm. way too high. Yeah, that's... that's, that's from Devin's birth. <laughs> yeah, that's... Everybody in that theater gave it a five stars. Yeah. Bourbon's up. 57 million, cost 39 million, so it's making some money at the box office. Too. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, never mind. It's You know, it is funny to watch... Well, because I thought about it. I'm like, well, never mind. There's not like superheroes body slamming cars into each other's faces in this movie i'll be honest i think james wan is gonna come back again for an, another sequel yeah well, he's gotta make aquaman 2 yeah. first right yeah i think he's yes. signed on for an aquaman thingy poor guy <laughs> poor, guy. poor <laughs> dude man um guy. he did produce this obviously you know what i realized too he uh he did insidious and i forgot he did that He's, he's got a good... Was that good? Insidious is good. The sequels are 
less good. And, and it kind of seems also mm. very good for about two. The two, the first two acts are good, and then the end is mm. kind of silly. Yeah, uh, Insidious is kind of like his. Insilious. Like, what if the Conjuring was like really goofy? Yeah, like I don't know. It's so it's. What did he make first? He made Insidious. Insidious. Well, wait. Yeah, he made Insidious in 2010 and Conjuring in 2013. And this is one of those movies, too, where it's... um, Let's see. Conjuring was 2013. Two was 2016. And then Mm -hmm. Devil Made Me Do It is obviously... Was supposed to come out last year. So there's like a three, four year gaps between these movies, which is... No. I would say a little long, but... What, the dude's busy. <laughs> dude's dude's busy. busy, man. Is there a meaning behind the devil made me do it? Name? Do they go Actually, into that, or is it's, it just it's kind a, of a sensational, a creative? Sub-type. It's a sensational title. Um, uh, I feel like it, it's it's a not a titular line, and b not really what the plot is about. It's much like one of the films we are going to be talking about tonight. <laughs> uh, much like yeah. all of the films. Didn't have one belly. Didn't have one Tommy in, in, Not in a single actually, belly. Well, <laughs> true. They should have just called it navel with abs. Cradle to the grave. I don't know what babies. That girl, that girl is like 13. <laughs> cradle to the grave? What happened to Cradle 1 the grave? Cradle 1 the grave. I think grave. belly is a great name for a movie. I don't know why. It's a great name for a movie, but like the entire time, I'm looking for the <laughs> DMX is a paunch by the end of it. He's like, I got fat. <laughs> I thought oh, he was named God. Belly. DMX. Yeah, his name was no, like, his Tommy, name is Tommy, Tommy. Tums or Tommy Buns, Tommy, right? Tommy, Tommy Buns is not, Buns. yeah, it's not fun. Buns because they it's call him Buns, Buns. dude. <laughs> no, no, because because in Cradle to the Grave, his, his last name right. is Faith with no H. <laughs> We're going to talk about this in the DMX retrospective. Well, I mean, do you guys have any other new movies to talk about this week? Anybody see anything new they want to talk about? Uh, I'm to, I mean, again, I, I chewed through all that all that good stuff. Uh, okay. I mean, you know, I, I, was, yeah. I think you I think you guys time. Yeah, the, I mean, I, I've been chewing. I've been chewing through the Bad Batch on the Star Wars Clone Wars show. That show's still great. Um Yawn. That's, that's I, this actually, is what I, I gotta go again. This is how... watch cartoons here. <laughs> the ginger, <laughs> the ginger side continues, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Oh God, who did they take out this time? Was it the Weasley brothers? I'm getting taken out by your bad takes. Oh, you're the ginger side victim. Only his beard. Only, Only his my beard. beard yeah. Out. Well, if I'm gonna say it, I guess we're gonna stop, drop, and open up shop. <laughs> Thank you. Hell yeah. yeah. Right? You know what? I feel like Let's I feel go. like I'm slipping. I'm falling. I can't really get this is a game. <laughs> Who's gonna find you, Chris? Some old man fishing. <laughs> of course, we're talking about DMX here, folks, and his and the three films that I picked that I felt best represented his filmography. So yes, um, I, I'm went in, I go in chronological order. I don't know if you fellas know that, but so we're gonna start with Belly. Mm, belly, object of discussion. So uh, I, I think we should also point out that um, generally the plan moving forward is that uh, we're going to have like about a month between episodes, between the yes. movies, the movie centric episode. Absolutely. Uh, so in this case, we had about a week. 
which is this, uh, this was harder. This was a little harder. Little this harder. was I, I made it a trilogy for, for the neophytes, for the neophytes like uh, us and not Chris. <laughs> this was a walk in the park for Chris. This was easy for me. Was, well, actually, this was a little tough because I had a busy week. So I was in the same boat, you know, like okay. um, I watched it, all of them, of course. But like it's um, it made it it was a little harder for me because just general life stuff that I had to do. But uh, moving forward, I'm, I'm going to start up in the ante a little bit more. Hey, that's you that's know? fair. It, the, the thing about this one, too, was it was hard to find a majority of the that's films. That's true. Uh, I found out that um, I could get the free trial to an Amazon Prime channel called Brown Sugar <laughs> to watch Belly. Wow, you know what? I had to get a free trial for Cinemax to get wow. Belly. We all went different ways, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was- me, yeah. I found it in the street outside my house. <laughs> uh, so, Belly was uh, when did when did Belly? Belly was the first film DMX was ever in. This is his first starring feature. It came out in nineteen ninety eight. So this was this was a future movie at yes. the time. Actually, uh, Hype Williams said specifically about this film that. Uh, much of the three million dollar budget was used in the opening scene, uh, the opening scene of the film, which is like the first five minutes. Okay. And Williams wanted to forecast what hip hop genre is going to look like in the millennium. That oh. was what his goal was with this movie. Hmm. So I, interesting. The I think the most attractive part of this film, the best part, the part that kind of makes it probably the best movie of the three that we're going to watch, or we did watch, um, is the first opening scene of this film. The opening scene of this movie looks fucking awesome. It's amazing. Um, there's a lot of money on the screen, obviously. I think they closed a, a nightclub and filmed in there. Mm. It's called Tunnel was the name of the club. Um, it, it looks so futuristic, but stylish. It looks def- like very definitive. Like I thought this is what the rest of the movie was going to be like, too. Um. I would say I would say a majority of the beginning of the movie has amazing color That's and true. lighting. That's very true. And then I feel by the midpoint, they're just like trying to actually like explain some <laughs> yeah, of that shit. That's a pretty good point. But like the beginning of this movie, like I don't know how he did that because it's like he's filming blacklight where it's like their eyes are all like fucking like glowing up like vampire eyes and shit, and it looks awesome. But like. That's not how blacklight looks on, on the camera. You're absolutely right. It looks, it might, it might, I don't know if it was digitally altered to have that look. I don't think it was mm. even there at that time to do stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say, filter. I mean, the rest of this movie looks like it was shot on a VHS camcorder, man. man but uh, this is, this so is $3 cool. million dollars on the screen. Yeah. So, I, of 1998. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Um, and I guess we should, what it, the same year Blade just came gave out. them contacts, right? Contact lenses that they get must affected have had by, some sort by of blacklight or something. Yeah, dude, Nas, Nas is a good looking human. Uh, and also, I guess we should him. point out Hype Williams is kind of mainly known for like hip hop music videos. <laughs> Jesus, that's Christ. like that's his thing. I still, I think he still is working. That, like, that fucking... still is kind of. Oh yeah, he did a DJ Khaled video last. Oh, okay, his, yeah, there you go. Oh, but um, bigger, yeah, the music video. Dude, he did This Is How We Do It by Monty. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Um, yeah, I, you know what? I think, and we'll, we'll get into the rest of it, obviously, but like, I really felt like this movie 
almost felt like whether it's a, a matter of the writing slash directing, I, it just in the beginning, it felt like separate montages. Not montage, like just completely separate scenes, right? You're kind of right. The beginning of the movie is a concussion, <laughs> like, in, like from the the start to the middle, it is a concussion. It is unapologetic in how ambitious yes. it is, and it's like, it's like, hey, we're not going to slow down to explain what the fuck is going on. It's just a bunch of shit. People are saying things you might not even understand what they're saying because, yeah. like, they might have like super heavy Jamaican accents. <laughs> but like, holy shit, are we just gonna fucking? Pump I had to pause this? the movie and fire up the Wikipedia to figure out what was happening. I'm not gonna lie. There's a few like, times I've done that over the course. Like, of I was like, life, I've lost the plot, uh, and uh, I think I did myself a bit of a disservice because I was folding clothes as the movie started. I will be honest with you guys. I think a big mm. part of me. Uh, watching these movies nowadays is watching them with subtitles because I try to like that helps a lot because this is, this happened before yeah. when I when I did the gauntlet where I was like I'm an hard time understanding a what the plot is and b what that person is saying <laughs> what is happening in this right. movie mm-hmm. but to uh, that to that effect and and I, I I like to point out what Steve said that it's extremely highly ambitious film and what it's trying to yeah. do it reminds me a lot of Superfly when I watch Superfly. Mm. Um, it's very much trying all these really cool stylistic choices that were big at the time that superfly being in the seventies, this being in the nineties. Um, it, it, it's a lot of style, a lot of style, dude. Like the fact that like, um, so the scene where he is talking to the Jamaican drug Lord in his mansion and it's like, we're going to overlay a fucking soccer match. <laughs> That is playing like practically full yeah. volume along with like important, important story dialogue. There's some is a wild. <laughs> choice. Yeah, Steve, you say like, wild. I think bad, you know, like, I, no, I, no, I, no, but like, here's the thing. Bad. I don't hate. Th- I really don't hate that. I, I did like, <laughs> I don't hate it in the fact that like, it's, it's. In comparison to, I'm going to talk about cradle to the grave for just this yeah, little yeah, blurb ahead. here. But in comparison to that movie, this movie is at least trying to do exactly. This. It's it's experimental, one hundred percent. It's somebody who had a, an interesting idea and an interesting take on what they were trying to make with what I imagine is a black a modern black exploitation movie. It fails a lot of those right. experiments, but it is at least unique in that. Aspect. I think that's what this this film is. It's the most unique of the three that I chose. I think. It has like that independent grit to it too. I really yes. like that. Like it's it's raw in a lot of ways. It feel it feels real and lived in, and where it's like, oh, I could you know what? These are places I've walked by. These are people like who you would see sitting in these places. Like it makes you know. It, I'll, I, I'll I didn't get any of that, man. Oliver Stone, just to, to point out what what Steve was saying about the soccer game. Oliver Stone has a tendency to focus on something else during a scene of dialogue and cut to it almost like stock imagery. That's kind of yeah. what I was getting from that. A very vague sense of that. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think this director, this is his first feature, I believe, that he's making. That sounds right. See, like, uh, visually, visually, I think it's, it's fucking yeah, awesome. I agree. Man, I, I wish I Unf- could agree with fortunately, that. Fortunately, I, sure, I mean, but here's the thing. I think perspective, it is an unfocused nightmare of yeah. the film. It feels because this movie has three writers, yes, I does. think, 
Well, it feels like it had fucking four writers all writing. Well, I mean, I mean, look at the. Do you know who the writers were? It was Nas, Hype Williams. That's and DMX. The other guy, I think that's his real name. Oh, okay. His, Did, was he writing his own stuff? Yes. So I, I think mean, that's <laughs> the dialogue that Nas and DMX had. They wrote themselves. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I think DMX shines. I agree. Movie. I think, I think he is the standout, and I think this is the movie that got him the other movies. Now, Devin, where it's you, like you, you disagree. You don't, you don't like. So, like, Devin? I want to say, like, yeah, it's really stylized. But there's some scenes where I would agree with you. Yes, very stylized. The the club intro scene, the like the scene where you know, it, like the the overlay of the side, like he's doing things. And then there's other scenes where it's just like, you know, it's just kind of they're they're walking and talking, and they're just like, you know, it, it's just like basic oh, yeah. well keep on i'm i'm talking about the beginning of it. yeah from from the beginning but this the movie's like almost two hours in long. the end of the movie in the end of the movie it fuck is an hour, hour and a half, half. Yeah. it okay. it winds down and minutes. you can tell that creatively they are tired yes. it's like here's some stock footage we have of the fucking 1998 new year's eve ball drop uh here's here's an important scene where dmx is at a basketball court we're gonna shoot this just entirely in <laughs> yeah like well that's what i mean like i i I, I I think a lot of it's just the yeah the energy like that music it's that like music three video energy it's like just dies it's out like midway five through. ideas one of which is good the rest are experimental and the rest are like I don't know here right. let's just kind of I only like one idea in the I, yeah, yeah. Well, and that, and that plot goes off well the this this rails. is this is like <laughs> I I feel like it's a lot of like let's they threw almost a lot of cliches in here. Uh, you know, some of mm. the, the subplots in this movie can are whole movies, right? Well, tell, there's an entire me, movie right. called Black Klansman in this movie, right? Tell, last, tell me, like, is, is Tony is Tony Montana at times very much so? Like sitting in the diner with his friend being shot in front of yeah, him, yeah, yeah, not giving all, a shit, <laughs> not giving a shit. That's very much a Tony Montana moment. Yeah, like, that scene is so fucking is wild because it's like everyone in the restaurant is like these guys are so loud and they fucking slam their guns down and they're like, Oh, we gotta get the <laughs> it's a nice restaurant. Some of the people don't, some of the people don't yes. leave. I, you know, what? Uh, yeah, this plays out. Did you, <laughs> all right. Let, let me, ask, cause I, I have no knowledge of hype Williams, like uh, the person. Did you get like, I kind of got like a homoerotic, like glean from this movie. Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of just like naked bodies. You're right. Especially in the beginning, there's and a lot like, of naked women too. I mean, there's there's a good deal listen, of nudity. Listen, when directions. when Nas is banging, what's her name? <laughs> you just it's just all Nas, right? And it's like let's dude, focus yeah, it, on DMX's abs, right? It's contracted. DMX. Yeah, yeah, dude. This movie, <laughs> like, just like, and then and then it's like, yo, let's get up. make this guy get completely naked. Because like we want to give it's him DMX shit. and Nas being like, I want you to film up my naked ass. <laughs> look at how, look at how fucking yeah, red. definitely. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, I listen. I was just like, man. This well, is like well, a... DMX sort of hangs down in this. Yeah, a little bit. You see him? Does he? Yeah, when he's getting yelled at in the shower and he runs yeah, out. He runs out. Okay, let me let me ask you this too. Because oh, yeah, did you right. feel like as stylized as the beginning was? Did you feel like it was a little overly mm-hmm. dark? Um, my mine was, but I was like, I don't know if this is my TV or if like I was rolling with what it was, what the style of the film. Okay, was yeah. I mean, there are parts in the film where it's like, 
the top of the film yeah like yeah yeah than the bottom which is like a real weird filter oh, I, I, I there's one shot in particular that made me scream a little bit where it was a shot of dmx's head and he's like at the very bottom of the frame <laughs> oh, dude, are you talking about when, when we first entered uh DMX's yes, house? exactly and it's like this like the corner of his wife's face <laughs> it's not it's they're trying something really different but they don't know exactly if, what they're doing. yeah it felt really amateur yeah. but I, I don't know I like I don't hate that in comparison to some of my complaints about and that's, of the Grave, which I think is are you're very absolutely silly. right. And you know that was a big bu- Cradle to the Grave, big budget movie. This was three million, the lowest budget right. film of all of them. It had more grit and more, at least more ideas than the the next two movies we're going to watch. You know, in my opinion. So here's the thing. So okay, let we all think Tommy's plot's probably the best plot right, in this movie, yeah, right? I'd say so. It's like everything with Nas is like so fucking like and it's me trite. too. It's very trite. Yeah. yeah it's just, yes. Hey, baby, let's go home to Africa. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, what? No, I guess it's just it's like, nice oh, this is the guy that it. wants to go straight, but right. Right. yeah. <sighs> but like, like the thing is, it's like whose perspective are we at the beginning of the film? It feels like we're with Tommy in the beginning of the film. So that's who we immediately sort of start to identify and care with. You're absolutely right. I think Nas is sort of like like the friend in the film for a long time. And it's hard for, he's not really a main character. But he's also the narrator. (laughs) It's weird. It's really weird. Well, I'll tell you guys this. I don't know if you, if this makes sense, but Hype Williams reportedly said that production was mired by frequent clashes between himself and producers and cast members showing up drunk high or late to production (laughs) you know i I was actually gonna like i don't think a lot of it translates on screen but i think i was just thinking about i was like this movie must have just been like basically treated like a party it's a shit show for the director i did read (laughs) that all the all the uh marijuana they smoke is actually real so I went. I was actually doing a blunt per minute count for a while, <laughs> okay. and I lost count. Yeah, and like apparently it, it's not because why would it be right? Like Williams, DMX, not like they're like oh. no, I'm not gonna. Uh, Everybody's lighting up a blunt in this movie. Yeah, and uh, you know it's it just feels like they they really like Scorsese movies. And yeah. Yes. Let's just mm-hmm. make that, but like let's just. It felt and like a student you know film what? version of a Scorsese movie. That's a good. That's a good comparison. It kind of was like a Mean Streets in a little bit. Like, yeah, it, it you know, it, it, not necessarily the plot, but the overall intention. I felt like was there. You know, two friends growing right. up in the in the ghetto. Yeah, and know? then there's the guy that's in jail. He's like, "Oh, you're gonna let me out?" He's like, "Fuck you!" And he's like, "Oh, we gotta like, not nah, mad at you, and I'm gonna like, you know, try to kill you." But let's get to- my best friend, so- Method Man. <laughs> There's a, there's a lot of really weird just like scenes that happen that feel like it has no effect on the actual yeah like film. It's, it's, it's like different there's se- the scene sequences where in the movies he he's in he's in Jamaica or, or DMX is in Jamaica and he, and the the big drug dealer is like you see that guy over there that's the guy who runs yeah, things, yeah, runs yeah, things yeah. here he he thinks he's big and then DMX is like well let's see, let let me show him like how big yeah. I am. And then there's a scene where like fucking DMX like shows up in like a fucking silly costume <laughs> and just like shoots him oh, dead. Also, Steve, you, you're forgetting the fact that he has a mohawk with like peacock feathers in his hair. Oh well, yeah, yeah. The big boss guy's got like he's got like his own style, but like DMX is a Jamaican just, like, bum. Ins- 
Yeah, he's like Jamaican bum <laughs> trying to like do his. And there's like children just running down the streets with guns. <laughs> that, that's. I think that might be indicative of some parts of Jamaica. It's not that it's a. There's some yeah, nice yeah. Problem, you know. Yeah, but like, dude, that's a that's them breaking Chekhov's gun right there. <laughs> a gun was shown that is not fired. Uh, well, uh, wait. What about? It's uh, I guess. <laughs> what about know. the the scene where? The, uh, the ox right that's the that's the the jamaican gangster guy's name when they like fucking assault his mansion yes oh like the the weird mask yeah lady. <laughs> like, that was different <laughs> to say the least yeah. what what is that scene <laughs> i personally liked him just spinning on the floor with a machine gun yeah, shooting, yeah, like like curly in the three stooges just like running on the ground in and yeah i mean that was that was that Scarface. Yeah, scene. yeah that's yeah, what, like yeah, it's just <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> also, uh, also, I'm pretty sure Method Man gets shot point blank with a shotgun and then just gets up and runs away. He gets blown out of the door. <laughs> he gets blown out of the fucking door. Hey, <laughs> you know. It... Yo, so okay. Um, the scene where in Ohio the police raid right. the house and the dude gets shot and gets into yeah. the car. That's a fucking yes. cool, like, little, like, scene. Like, because he drives into the back of, like, a, a car lift right. truck. And, you get... and I'm like, whoa, that's fucking I'm kinda, nasty. I'm, I'm just curious like, the how they looks. did that, too. Because it looks like they, they yeah. actually practically ran that car into the fucking thing. And there was somebody who just ducked. I, yeah. Like, <laughs> right. well, yeah, he's like, when we do consider, like, who, who was all involved in this movie, they probably like, yo, just, like, duck. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah, also, would like to point out that was Bodhi from The Wire. Uh, oh. He was a big character mm. in The Wire. Mm. I think he was, was played Black. Is yeah. things Black in this or something? Black or Mike is or one of Mike. those two. Yeah. No, yeah, Black's the guy that shoots Black's Nas the guy who get, who's in the leg. Forced to be naked. Gets, yeah, strips him. Yeah, because Black, Black's the one who. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll say this. Props to that scene because I'm not gonna lie. I was like, Yo, is DMX actually shooting the floor? Because like. Uh, he's shooting and you're seeing like wood splinters shoot out of the ground which i was like that's a really good attention to detail that i wasn't expecting the, the way i read that scene was he shot his clothes off <laughs> like, yeah. an old, like a western movie where they shoot the, their, their feet he, he's like shooting his belt take <laughs> like, off your clothes and i was like what okay cool so uh, um good Lord. by the way nas is horrible in this yeah, he's not good. He's really also no, the the Method Man solid. 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 Method Man's yeah. always oh, been solid. I've seen, solid. I've seen how high. Yeah. Um they smoke Ben Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> and then they try to drink Walt Whitman or something like that. Oh my god, <laughs> that movie's funny. Anyway, um who else? oh, so the the pre- not preacher, the speaker, the Muslim speaker. Yeah. The, the minister. minister. The minister. Um that is some of I think pound for pound some of the worst line reads I've I've seen in good. a movie. It's not good ever. So spoilers for Bell. <laughs> I'm shocked that that shit worked on DMX. Yeah, that Tommy turned around and went to the side of 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 religion, <laughs> Muslim religion. I get it, but his shitty fucking line <laughs> reads of all that shit, which is like pretty much Tommy throughout that movie, is so fucking just like unenthusiastic and just like blah that like 
I was kind of hoping the end of that movie would be Tommy Sheen. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, because that's the thing. They fit the entirety of like a Black Landsman movie in this, where he's like, oh, yeah. you're going to go in. You got to get in with the guys. And you're like, who the fuck is it? Where is this fucking coming from? We're already... You can't yeah. throw a new plot well, in this well, movie. We're already at the According third to act. the film, he he gets arrested and the police offer him a deal. Who is right. the voice of that man on the basketball court? They shoot. <laughs> yeah. So far away <laughs> and wide. That so man, far away. Dude, there's so much ADR that's Billy in this Bats film. from Goodfellas. No. Yeah, dude. Really? I know that voice. I know yeah. exactly who that is. Yeah, I don't know, sense. man. It's, uh, well, yeah. It, I, it like what's the point of trying to pick apart the plot of Belly? Exactly. But it, you know, I'm he gonna, tries to get him involved in the. He's like, well, "Hey, you should you should join the path." And it's like, "Aren't you going to assassinate this man? This seems like a dumb idea." And he's like, "Nah, hmm. I'm going to Africa." And he's like, "That makes sense." And then that's like the end of their friendship. <laughs> See you later, later dude. Um, yeah, it, I think if they focused on just like Tommy's story, it would have like. I don't know. It's just it's disjointed. Yeah. Also, does does the movie imply that Tommy is is fine now? It's like he's gonna get arrested. <laughs> he's gonna get arrested, but maybe he's under the minister's protection now. Mm. Also, you know, it's the year two thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is year. officially it's the, the new millennium. When they, I I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of half expecting I'm a Y two K event, which isn't the, the new millennium. Movie. It's actually two thousand one. <laughs> two thousand one. You gotta. <laughs> I was I I'm not it. kidding though. I was expecting like a Y2K event to happen at the end of that movie. Where all the I yeah, I thought it was gonna be like kind of like a fight like club. The power was gonna go end. out and then it was like because like that is such a drastic shift by it the end really of that is. movie because you're like, whoa, what is this huge ballroom and we've got things going it's on? It's a lack of story. Um, they were spreading so yeah. thin towards the end. It was rough. Yeah, it was rough. I like I don't know. I was, uh, DMX <laughs> is the most exciting character in this I movie. I agree. So I think I think they were again overly ambitious. I I think that was a fault of the movie, but also I think I like parts of this movie because of yes, the they tried. They tried something different. Didn't seem cynical, like what we're going to talk about, Cradle to the Grave. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we'll transition over to that now since we've finished our little MFK's for Belly. I'm gonna give that a. I'm gonna give you know what? I'm gonna give a, a slight fuck. I'm gonna give it a slight um... fuck. I don't recommend it, kill. but Cop also kill. I, I, I like that they were trying. I think it's fun to like tell something. I, I just, I wouldn't recommend this movie to anybody. I'd be like, oh, you should see Belly. I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't recommend well, if somebody either. If somebody came out to me and was like, Chris, what's the best DMX movie? I'm going to say Belly. <laughs> yeah. What movie, what movie captures DMX right. the best? That's <sighs> easy. That's an easy pick. It's the most DMX in this movie because he legit says shit that he says. In exactly. I get, yeah, but I'd be like, where he's like, but like up. I would recommend <laughs> like, like right. a music video of his before I'd recommend Belly. Oh yeah, well I mean I would just recommend if someone was like, who is DMX? I'd be like, yeah, watch be the like, trail, like watch the music video for music. Rough Riders. I wouldn't be, you know, it's like <laughs> I wouldn't be like, you should watch Belly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well that's that's what I mean, and that's why like I don't really uh, I hate to say it, but like that's why I don't really put too much stock in it. I'm like, mm, yeah. So Devin, would you say belly bellied up? Bellied for you? up for me. Um, okay. Damn, That's it did make me. Bad. And again, you know, I, I didn't really get a chance to watch too much of the other movies, uh, so we'll just have to work off of my my bad memory of the others. But uh, it did like make me miss the MX. Though I was like, man, 
I miss that yeah, guy. Me too. Me too. One hundred percent. It's a go like cool attitude, confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, has his own little little kind of syntax. That's yeah, awesome. you know, he's like he's like I want you to yeah. say sorry. You hurt my feelings. I was like, okay, Dmx. Yeah. In in Belly, he is definitely like when you watch that movie, you're like, oh, he's a yeah. star. This dude is a fucking Easily. star. He's, he's very charismatic. Yeah. So. I will move over to our second film of the night, which is Cradle to the Grave. Oh, Cradle to the Grave. This is the first oh, number you know two. What? Actually, number I'm going to do Exit Wounds first, because that's chronologically correct. Yeah, that's I, chronological. I screwed that up. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. So Exit Wounds, we're going to talk about first before we get to Cradle to the Grave. Um, Chris, what is an exit wound <laughs> in general? Can you just explain what exit that is? Exit wound, definition. When one is shot by a ballistic weapon. The wound that is created upon the exit of said ballistic weapon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if I got shot in the head, it would be the point that the bullet leaves my body. My yeah. head. It would be the Not back the of the cranium if you were An shot. Exit if it wound. does. If it does. If it does. Which, let's hope so. I hate Steven Seagal. If it was AR, if it's AR-15. I hate Steven Seagal. <laughs> Chris, what? All right, so this is two thousand one. What version of Steven Seagal are, are we getting in this? So he's getting fatter. So that's so he's, where we're at. So he's <laughs> he's still, he's still active, like he's no, moving no, no. around. He's all right. Know? This is the I I like to think this is the point where Steven Seagal started to slow down because okay. he's he's not overweight like he is now. But this was the same year as. Uh, no, never mind. Never no. mind. I thought this was like close to under siege. It's not. It's he's no. he's losing it. Um, there is a particular <laughs> scene in this movie I'd like to point out where he's in anger therapy, like anger management, and right. he can't get out of a desk. <laughs> Dude, what? that's like a like a point of the scene. Like he gets so angry that he just rips the desk in half. <laughs> hey steve you're too you're too fat so you have to hulk out of that desk (laughs) and he does like the worst he does the worst version of hulking out of a desk it takes (laughs) him like 30 seconds or or so fumbling uh, we don't we won't go get into this now but i am just glancing at the trivia on imdb for Mm. excellence and it's it's, it's fucking ridiculous. I, I imagine it is. I, I Steven yeah. Seagal signed on to the film under a pay or play deal. Do you guys know what that is? Explain pay it. or play basically means that if a contract which stipulates an actor or director gets paid, even if they're released from their contract. So they had to, they were like, we need to use Steven Seagal or we're going to have to pay him. Oh, okay. For doing nothing. Oh, wait, so. can, can I just, can I just tell you this one line of trivia that I'm looking at? Tom Arnold's in this film. Yeah. Tom Arnold claims Tom Steven Seagal fell into the water while filming a scene on his character's houseboat. He had opted to shoot the scene without rehearsal. <laughs> so when so during the scene, oh he mistakenly God. exited through the wrong door, leading him to drop into the bay. It's <laughs> 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 like, I don't need to rehearse. And then storms out of a door. He just falls into the water. <laughs> that is beautiful. Uh, that is Steven Seagal 218, by the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. He did not enjoy working with DMX, did not enjoy working with him, describing him as a quote, dickhead. Yeah, I, I can imagine that from the stories that we've heard from John Leguizamo and uh, many other people that talk about how Steven Seagal is just a prima donna piece of shit on every yeah. set that he's on. Um, I will like to also note you brought up Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold has the wobbly jaw of a cokehead in this <laughs> film. 
Uh, he is constantly shaking his lower jaw in oh, every no. scene. It is apparent how high he is. Um, I, I, oh God, this film is is a is a train wreck. It is it is what Decker makes fun of. The show Decker. Okay, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, where it's like it's an ego project. It is a black tank top movie, as Red Letter Media has called them. <laughs> basically the beginning scene is the the cop that steven seagal plays which i only remember his name because it doesn't matter uh <laughs> he's basically uh saving the vice president on a bridge that is being attacked by multiple people and a helicopter piloted by what i can only think is mankind from the wwe because it says have a nice day <laughs> on the side of it. <laughs> so uh he uh Saves the vice president by throwing him off a bridge into water, and then a boat comes and collects him. That's the extent of his uh, of saviorness in this film. I it is the most nonsensical thing, and he has the gall to sit down with the chief and say, "Oh, I didn't vote for him," like because he's like <laughs> pro gun control and shit. Like, oh my goodness, oh, uh, it's apparent how awful Steven Skull is from the so- first five minutes. <laughs> So this is this is a pro, pro, primarily a Seagal movie, right? Almost definitely. I, I was okay. really let down because I thought it was going to be like Cradle to the Grave, where it seemed to be you know half and half to, a, a team, team up. up exactly. But what you get is DMX doing some of the goofiest fucking shit I've ever seen in a in an action movie. I mean it. Like okay, mean? well he's undercover at one point, being shot by two people, and, and he has a shotgun. Which he rats the strap around the, the trigger and tosses the shotgun above his head. That's the only scene I remember from this movie. And pulls the trigger with the strap while it's in midair. I thought that just, was a cool scene. That's, I, mean, so I don't stupid. I don't know how like accurate like that's it, stupid, but I'm into that. Yeah, like I was like, okay, like that I'm not kidding. That's the only thing I remember. Okay, all right. So movie. let me let me up the ante in that same okay. fight scene. He gets mm-hmm. covered in blue dye. Because <laughs> I don't like, know, like why. a money bag dye, like a yeah, bag. yeah, okay. exactly. There's like huge bags of blue dye just sitting there, and the, and the villain just rubs his face into it, like like, you're, <laughs> like he's giving him a snow shower. You know what I mean? DMX or Seagull? Uh, DMX's head is being rubbed into the dye, okay. right? So he's blind; he can't see. So he decides to grab the guy, pick him up like a German suplex, and shove his head into the sprinkler like knock the sprinkler on which d- that's not how sprinklers work <laughs> you can't just throw someone's head at a sprinkler and it oh, turns on i don't know i feel like that's consistent in 90s movies though it's not in terms of how, sp- in terms of how sprinklers work in Chris, the movies it's Chris. 2001 <laughs> it's 2001 by that point we did like no i i don't know i don't know chris i i'm willing to accept that as a, as a weird movie that's like shooting a car and having it explode but Devin, it's, like, it's the amount of these you're right to some extent if it's one or two you're sort of like okay that's fine i gave you an example <laughs> okay this whole film that's is fair. filled with shit like that doesn't make any sense it's like the scene in cradle to the grave where dmx runs up the wall and the dog chases him but like that movie at least kind of pulled back a little bit on that this movie goes balls deep yeah. in it and on, honestly it's not the crazier plot cradle mm-hmm. to the grave is way nuttier than this but just the fact that steven seagal is so boring as a leading man 
Like he's, he whispers all of his fucking lines. He's, he's just, there's a scene in which he's getting tased because that's like an initial, uh, uh, like an initiate thing in the, in the precinct that he just went to basically at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. all that shit happens, saves the vice president, causes so much collateral damage that chief's like, I'm throwing you in the worst precinct in the city. And that's the 15th. And they just tase each other in the locker room. <laughs> what? <laughs> Cuts to. It's like, as a, like a macho thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a bunch of dudes. So like they're tasing each other. And then Steven Seagal is like, he's new. He's got to get tased. Like put it on the lowest setting, but the guy jacks it up to the highest setting and tases him. And, you know, Steven Seagal takes it and he's like, there wasn't 20. Cause that was like, that's what they were going to set it to was yeah. 20 which i don't even know what that means just 20, 20 volts I, I, yeah, who, who knows? knows but he like gets into a fight with the big guy that's doing it and then michael j white grabs the guy's arm before he can punch steven seagal and he's like let's save it for the streets <laughs> you know michael Dude. j white's in this which yeah is nice. he's i love michael j white um and spoilers it's... for this movie he there's a heel turn for him which is nice. Oh, okay uh i has steven seagal ever like i feel like he's he's a infamous for no selling in his movies like i remember as a child i didn't like steven seagal because he was never in any danger ever in any movies i've ever seen he's in slight danger and he's sort of the butt of the joke at times but there's a definitive point where that stops and he becomes the ultra cop yeah he never gets to the point where he's his character is being completely destroyed because he's a goofball, which he is. He's a failure in a lot of ways. Who fucking handcuffs a guy to the grill of your car? He's going to rip the grill off and just run away. Not, not Seagal's car. Oh, God damn it. He literally is following Anthony Anderson around the whole movie. Like, I got to get my grill back. Another movie, Another movie with Anthony too? Anderson. <laughs> this is just Cradle of the Graves cast. It's very much the same cast because it is the same director. This movie was directed... By Andrzej Bart Kalwicka. Oh, that Kowalik. sounds. Mm. Did he do one of uh, did he do one of the Marvel movies. <laughs> uh, well, he did Cradle to the Grave and every <laughs> other movie with DMX past okay. the two thousands. Do uh, <laughs> all right. So let's get the D- like. What is DMX? He's not a cop in this, right? I mean, no, he's like a DMX foreman or something badass. He, he is a. Is he a dual drug thief. dealer in this movie? Uh, okay. There is a, uh, I believe, a deal going down in which he's trying to make a bunch of money and get out. Very simplistic stuff. But guys, I think DMX might be tight. I think DMX might be a little bit tight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, he's so underutilized in this movie, and his character is really lame. Yeah. It, this movie is a bore. Is really its biggest flaw. It's yeah. fucking. It's a boring action movie. That's that's a shame because I feel like I feel like the director learned what to do with Cradle to the Grave. It yeah. sounds like, but Cradle to the Grave is, is no, no. And I think it might be the better version of Exit Wounds. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, like Exit Wounds is is a shit fest of a movie, and it's definitely on Steven Seagal's shoulders because he had to be the main character because it was a pay to play script. It's it's just. It's unfortunate, too, that I feel like DMX is sidelined because, like we said with Belly, he's a charismatic dude. He's, he's a star. Yeah. He's got that potential. 
Can I, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait till we're done talking about this. It's something I was reminded of something in Belly, but I'll bring it up later. I don't want to stick too much on this because I, I really didn't enjoy it too much. It was uh, a thirty-three mm. million dollar budgeted movie. It made eighty million. Unfortunately, it made the most out of all the <laughs> movies that we watched. That's so it's sad. Really, yeah. uh, that's it holds sad. a Rotten Tomato score of thirty-three percent and an audience score of forty-five percent, which you know that's pretty <laughs> What is what Galani and Chill score does it this hold? This is a kill. That's yeah, fair. Solid kill. As no, this is not a good movie. I I would never recommend this movie, even if somebody's a Steven Seagal fan. I think this is one of his worst. Easily. Um, yeah. It's 102 minutes. Uh, with made 2001, obviously, like we said before. Chris, right. can I can I ask you a question about Exit Wounds? Okay, what do you got? So an actress in this film. By the yes. name of Eva Mendez is in this yes, movie. For a very short time. Did you notice anything off by her performance? Hubba hubba. Well, she was in it for such a short period of time, I didn't really notice anything. <laughs> well, apparently her entire all of her lines were redubbed by different actors, and she didn't realize <laughs> this until she went Whoa. she went to the premiere with her family. Oh my god. Uh the reasoning that's, that's the producer actually. later explained to her that her voice was replaced because she didn't sound intelligent enough. Oh wow. <laughs> for a Steven Seagal film, she sounded stupid. Sick burn. Wow. Sick burn. That's Hollywood in the night in, in the early two thousands, baby. Hey, you Damn. sound dumb. You sound dumb. You know, man, she man. was better than the the main the chief who was a a, a, a female cop in this okay. film of the fifteenth precinct. She was better, a better actress. She, she, I don't know if you guys know this, in this film, uh, the the female chief, that is the love interest of Steven Seagal, eats a windshield halfway through the movie oh, and sick. dies. Sick. <laughs> Which totally blows my mind. I'm like, what, what, why did that happen? Oh my god. <laughs> Pretty cool. How are, the, wait, uh, how, how are the fight scenes? The fight Awful. Scene? There, there's a there's a scene in which Steven Seagal uppercuts someone. The guy does a flip until his balls are in front of his Steven Seagal's face, and he punches his balls. Chris, that doesn't sound stupid. That, that sounds doesn't amazing. like the problem is when you explain these things. <laughs> they sound well, when you see it, it <laughs> looks shit. silly. You're like, oh, that sucks. It's no, so I get silly. You. So, so getting Jet Li for the follow-up version of God, this movie. Yeah, that, was a, that was a beautiful moment. It's perfect. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, there was not. There was no choreography done. In in, I think Michael J. White said uh, there's no. They didn't do any choreography for his fight scene with oh, Seagal. Him and him and Seagal fighting like he, you just should see how much more athletic and trained Michael J. White is in every fucking scene that he's in with Steven Seagal. <laughs> Like the dude's in sick shape, he's like yeah. in the best shape of his life in this movie, it seems. And they're fighting with two blades from like a uh, uh, textiles factory. You know, they used to cut paper those giant blades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Michael J. White is just owning him like physically in every scene, but Steven Seagal is winning. It's it's the weirdest it's... shit I've ever seen. It's the weirdest shit I've ever seen. Makes sense. It's, that's that's uh, standard for a Seagal movie, I think. Oh, absolutely. Um, all right, all right. So, so, so I'm gonna kill. move on. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. move on. It's a kill. Oh, hold, on. hold on for a sec. Uh, Devin, what were you gonna say? Oh, about uh, I feel like we missed, we forgot to mention a pretty damning thing about DMX's character. Uh, he's a pedophile, um, in this movie. He's getting blowjobs from a oh, 16 yeah. year old girl. He's getting 16 year old blowjobs. He doesn't fuck her. Jobs. 
but it'll no, get blowjobs from her, so it's well, fine. That's not how that works. R. Kelly is in the soundtrack, so. <laughs> he said, you know what you guys are missing? You're missing a scene oh, where you're right. getting blowjobs from a 16-year-old girl. I he's forgot right. to mention the, the hitters that are in this fucking soundtrack of Belly. Real quick, I just want to focus this real, real fast. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack included DMX, obviously, and Nas, Method Man, Dr. Dre, Ja Rule, Jay-Z, and Snoop Dogg. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. That's a fucking gr- yeah, that's a Ooh, great soundtrack. So good. Now... Buy the soundtrack to Belly before you <laughs> see it. Before true. you still gotta see it, but you know. Yeah, I mean, you bought the soundtrack. Actually, it has well. nothing. Um, like it's just like there's. I don't even think there's a DMX song. In it. That's illegal. I think that's illegal. You I, can't I have to see. I because like that DMX movie song. hit me. It was so bland and boring. Well, I mean, they rectify this in Cradle <laughs> to the Grave. <laughs> and now we move on to Cradle to the Grave, of course, which is cool. the last film of the DMX series that we're going to cover. Um, this film has been was directed by Andrzej Bartkowicz, uh, <laughs> the same director as Exit Wounds. It's written by John O'Brien and Channing Gibson. It holds a Rotten Tomato score of 26% and an audience score of 52%. Is that... Wait, yeah, what was Exit Wounds was 33%. Rotten oh fuck yeah, them, dude! Fuck this them. Is a bad I mean, movie. I don't know why I care so much, but <laughs> this sounds like an improvement. It's a major improvement. This film, even with the goofiest plot in the world that Cradle to the Grave has, is way better than X Wounds, hmm. in my opinion. Um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but the director uh, was the cinematographer on Lethal Weapon Four, which is, I think, the connection to Jet Li, and he directed Doom. Wait, D O the the first person two thousand Doom that movie. Okay, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Uh, So as you guys know, it's got the rock in it. Cradle to the Grave features almost the entire same cast as the movies Exit Wounds and Romeo Must Die. Uh, The film debuted at number one in the U.S., grossing around sixteen point five million in its opening weekend, and then dwindled. Uh, This this movie has a fake out in the beginning. I feel where. It starts with this fucking banging Eminem DMX song. Yes, it does. And you're like, oh shit, this is gonna this is gonna be like DMX's Dark Knight because we're doing like a jewel heist. <laughs> and then it's just like in the middle of that jewel heist, I'm like, oh, I was. Yeah, <laughs> no, that is one of the cheapest looking jewel heists I have ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's so bad. And not to mention, I feel like this film has been edited with a blender like it is dude oh, so bad i wanted to i wanted to point this out because i had to rewind the movie when i first watched it when we were fir- first introduced to um the female lead and the on his yes. team i forgot uh, her name the union gabriel um, union she, okay so there's a scene where um anthony anderson pulls up because he's the driver in the limousine and she steps out of it and I feel like the director and the editor were like, she stepped out too fast. She stepped out of that limo. We didn't have like a sexy right. step out. Slow the film down. Slow the film down. And like, I thought it was like a delay on my fucking <laughs> streaming service. But it's not. It's in the It's in the movie. Yeah, dude. Like this big chunky scene, and I'm like, people oh. saw that and looked and at like, it, and we're like, this looks fine. This is what a movie should look <laughs> this like. <is> fine. <laughs> this is fine. We did it. This is 2003, baby. I yeah, I, it was hard to watch at times. I agree 100. Like it's it's like 
oh, every scene cuts either too slowly or too fast. Like there's never there's like this weird tempo to everything. Now, okay, so is DMX the main character in this movie? Yes, yes he is. Mostly. Okay. Okay. He plays Tony Faith. Tony Faith. What a name. No H. No H. You don't need that H from your Tony Faith. And he he fist bumps um I guess his his younger brother on his team or someone? Because they both say Faith Actually, no, when it's they do their fate. fist bump. I think his name is Faith. Faith. F A I T. But then they're fist bumping and saying Faith. I, I think that might be a flub. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, wait. This is uh I'm sorry, this is Cradle. Anthony Fate F A I T. F A I T, yeah. Fate like Fiat. But But like multiple times throughout the movie, people say fate. Right. It's weird. it's it's very strange. I I I, I take it at faith face value that they might have forgotten. <laughs> <He did laughs> oh, God damn it. Gotcha. Uh I'm taking it. Acting's hard, Chris. <laughs> this movie, they're trying really hard, <laughs> I guess. Jet Li is kicking a lot of ass, too. Um, I like to focus on, I think, the, the best scene in the movie. Um, that is the ATV chase slash USV, UFC fight uh, that Jet Li has in the, in the octagon. That's the best Easily scene. The best scene. Uh, this is the, the the prequel to the Expendables, right? Couture's <laughs> in that scene, right? Couture's in it. Um, what's his name? Oh my god, why am I blanking? Uh, well, Chuck Tito Ortiz, Chuck Liddell, yeah, Randy Couture. A... Chuck Liddell's not in the big fight because he's like, no, I don't want to lose. Tito Ortiz, though, is used to being a loser, so he definitely yeah. right <laughs> Uh, biggest head. Uh, that is biggest cool fucking head. Yeah, biggest biggest head on the oh, planet. I think, like I, literally, biggest, biggest head of the first he definitely movie stands out movies that we watched here. <laughs> I have to say, uh, yeah, he's a. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I I enjoy, even though I don't think ATVs go that fast. I like watching them go that fast. Listen, the early two thousands, we like were ATV crazy. As a country, oh, we were ATV. We fucking love ATVs. At that point. We're like, dude. There's a point. The police helicopter announces on the news he's riding an all-terrain <laughs> vehicle. They're like, that's a Kawasaki Ninja. Then he's on. <laughs> what? What? Come on. Uh, I mean, you know, for the rest of the movie, the the, the lead up to that scene, uh, it's so poorly made, like story wise, of a plot kind of goes from these black diamonds that are really important and they're looking for them to trying to track down more of them i think was the general plot (laughs) we need more so they get black diamonds from the jewel heist um sue who is a taiwanese intelligence agent played by jet lee shows up he tries to intercept them to take the black diamonds that all fails dmx gives the black diamonds to tom arnold who is some sort of Arms dealer, uh, 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 arms de- boat, boat dock arms dealer of some sort. Wait, he wait, uh, Tom Arnold. Wait, he owns a boat in that movie yeah, too. Well, no, no, he like he's like I've got all these military wares. I thought he was in like a junkyard. He's in like okay. a junkyard. Okay, yeah, but like I think I'm like also like it. it that junkyard looks like the boat yard uh, from the New Mortal Kombat uh, in my head. So I think that's where I put that. Um, and then after that, um. Some some big shot in prison steals the black. I want to point out that I think he was my favorite character in this movie. 
the oh, prison absolutely. guy who who's the prison yeah, he, guy he definitely has the most to chew it's the principal from fucking boston public <laughs> yeah he's basically he's living like al capone in a prison and they come to him and he's he's like a mover and a shaker like he's still an active crime boss even in prison and he's got this yeah. whole kingpin vibe where he's smoking cigars and eating steak and lobster mm, and dude, then surf and turf in, in the big house i like it and then uh <laughs> somebody kills somebody with a lobster claw yeah boy yes <laughs> yes 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 which i was i was expecting that obviously <laughs> um and that's that actor that's the uh the swordsman in john wick 3 right Yes. Uh, actually, uh, there's a little bit of trivia I read. Uh, that's Mark DeCoscos. Okay. Uh, also played He's Billy. Like big, he yeah, also yeah. played Billy in yeah. the Double Dragon movie. Or Jimmy. <sighs> one of the two. Yeah, you're right. Uh, he was a result. His casting was a result of a poll on Jet Li's website where fans would ask who he, they would like to see Jet Li fight next. Whoa. That's a that's a pretty hardcore uh I think casting, I think. Yeah, like man. to log on in 2003 and be like I want to see Jet Li fight Mark Costco's like that's pretty cool. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Is. He's a he's a very yes, handsome he man. He strikes a a, a, a mean silhouette. Like, I think it sucks that people were like he should be the bad guy in every movie. <laughs> like I mean, I'm sure he's been the good guy in movies, but like every time I see him in modern movies he's always like the watching him fangirl over john wick is the best part of that movie like the yeah. best character interaction in that yeah film. he definitely yeah he, it's uh, great. he, he is I, I you know what it's like when he shows up in things you're like yes he's in he, what is he he's, you're like oh this is legit all right so these black him. diamonds that they find we find out are a, an extremely concentrated <laughs> form of plutonium i'm sorry i just forgot I forgot the end of this movie. <laughs> yeah, just exactly. Which is the part I, I clamped on the, the tightest. Um, so they, they find out the black diamonds. They are these, this concentrated plutonium. They have to be irradiated. And there's a scene in which they're irradiating a small piece of the black diamond in front of a bunch of arms dealers throughout the world. And they're going, a scud missile, <laughs> a tomahawk missile, Hiroshima, two Hiroshimas. <laughs> it's maybe laughing. Uh, you know what? They probably probably asking how's DMX mixed up in this I'm whole, not gonna lie. Uh, two that was, that was on my lips. <laughs> I was about to be like, where um, the fuck is DMX in all this? So Mark DeCoscos steals DMX's daughter because yes. they think he still has the black diamonds from the Ooh. heist. He needs his leverage. And we find out that uh, DMX, who's looking for his daughter, he's tracked him down to uh, what is this like a warehouse in which they're showcasing the potential power of the Black Diamond, right? And 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 so here here's the thing. I'm going to say this about DMX. God rest his soul. Um, I think he was. They did not write this role for DMX. No. It does not feel like really DMX. Doesn't. Did think... exit wounds feel like DMX? Uh no. <laughs> like I, I, I think no, because like he's so he's so pushed to the side, he's so marginalized in that movie. I don't right. see him coming out at all in exit wounds. And in this film, you know, he shares a good deal of screen time on there, but Steve's absolutely right. Could have been played by a lot of different people. It's not really de- dependent on DMX being who he is. 
Like that could have been fucking Paul yeah. Rudd from Ant Man. I mean, it pretty much is the same role because they're both thieves. They're both their daughter that they're trying to get and they're trying to reconnect with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you have DMX. Fucking write a role for DMX, yeah, I dude. Know. Play to his strengths. I'm not gonna say. Yeah, I'm. I'm getting mad at the 18. <laughs> well, you know, now you're in my world. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Third act structure of Cradle to Grave is abhorrent. It's it's awful, and it's um the fight scene at the end between uh, Lacostos is that his name? Is that my pronouncement? Lacostos and the Costcos and no, no, no. I was just and Jet Li, um, in which Jet Li is a ring of fire, which is almost the same exact setting for the last fight scene of Romeo Must Die. It's like the same. Was this fight. before or after Romeo Must Die? Actually, I'll find out. Yeah, Romeo might came out uh, before or after this one. So Romeo or is... after exit after Cradle to the Grave, I think. Pretty Let's sure. See, Romeo Must Die was two thousand. Oh wow. Okay. So this is this is after. It's his directorial. The only debut. reason I didn't pick that, by the way, too, is he has a very small role. DMX in that, like smaller than both of these movies. It's Snooty Usher. <laughs> Not a Snooty Usher. He's he's a Snooty club owner. Oh, okay, that's <laughs> so the same thing. Um. But with Cradle to the Grave, of course, the end with the fight scene, taking a small piece that was irradiated of the Black Diamond and shoving it down Acosta's neck and then slapping his neck. Yo, that's pretty sick. And then it sounds nuking his shit. head. So fucking, it's so fucking silly. Uh, I love wait, it. So is it cool, though? I it's cool. love it. But it's it's, it's so fun. It's, it's very totally it's very cool. cool. I could just YouTube this, right? Just YouTube and it. It takes, just YouTube it takes it. a long it. time to melt. He's standing there watching him melt slowly. And I'm waiting for DM or I'm I'm waiting for Jet Li to say something clever and afterwards, and he doesn't. He's man, a, man, a few he words. Give you he, I don't think he speaks much in this movie at all. Like he has like five, six lines. I think. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, come on. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um, this for me, absolute kill. I, I it's not a good movie. <laughs> Sorry, I just yeah no I, I, I just agree. Uh, that is clicked forward to him just turning into a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, it's not even like this film didn't even really have much potential. Like it's so it's such a cynical cash grab movie, and it seems to be so with exit wounds. Like I, I just it's hard to really like. It's not genuine at all. There's you no know, grit like yeah. in Bill uh, in Belly. No, you would said Bill and Ted. Oh, don't lie. There's no great like a Bill and Ted. There's no style. There's no interesting creative choices. It's 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 boring. And then there's like a really cool fucking yeah, exactly. scene. Let's see. That's this it. movie came out. It's a really good. It's a really good YouTube <laughs> montage you could just watch between Jet Li fighting all your favorite MMA yep. fighters and DMX riding dirt bikes over fucking. And you know, I, I'm gonna go on the limb. I'm sorry, I'm gonna go on a limb here, and I'm gonna say this movie was a big part of UFC's popularity gaining popularity i'm gonna say it's, it's the, only, the only yeah it, you're absolutely right not virtuosity you're right you're <laughs> in virtuosity guys let's not no, let's no. Not. everybody was eating glass after that movie okay that was the big <laughs> thing come on see because i love virtuosity the, man. The, the, the ufc is the ultimate fighting champion 
Who's the ultimate fighter, Jet Li? Because he beat all their asses in oh, this man. Good. Back to back. So it's people trying to achieve the champion, which is being the new Jet Li. <laughs> and then it's never going to happen because that guy's head's way too big. It's a How's he going to move big. around and be, you know, agile? A head is going to weigh him down. He looks like a goddamn pep boy out there. Did did Jet Li retire? I think he's very so, sick. Yeah, Jet Li has. Yeah, uh, I remember hearing he's very sick. Yeah, it's very I'm trying sad. to figure out. I'm trying to figure out what this movie because, like, again, when you think of this, like, this is a movie that's going to come out and it's going to open up. At, it's not expected to open up at number one at the box office. It's probably yeah. Grave? It's probably opened up to it did. did it actually? Yeah, the film debuted at number one in the U.S., grossing oh, about sixteen point five million. And it's oh, wait, weekend. Oh. 2003 was a hold different on, time. It doubled, it doubled its budget. Okay. Okay. Wait. So this. So it's old school was crushing. Old. The movie Old School is out that year. Uh. So and that was its second week. Daredevil, Shanghai Nights. Oh, Chubb this had a big drop. There's no. Doubt no. 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 That. I know. No. I'm just thinking yeah. about like like what was out. All right, so this was like the the week. Uh, I'm trying to think. Of... Jet Li was a big name back then, man. He drew a lot of eyes. He was, but I feel like Jet Li, this was like the start of Jet Li as opposed to like. Uh, no, uh, Lethal Weapon 4 already came out. He he came, he crashed into America with Lethal Weapon 4. God, dude, I'm not going to lie. This I is... fucking stan Lethal Weapon 4. I really like that movie. That's um the Jet Li one. <laughs> yeah. Jet Li, but um three was where they introduce um Joe Pesci. No, right? two. Or is it no, two, two was right, when he right, came right, in sure. three, he he followed them along and he dyed his hair blonde in three. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying the one is is peak is peak Jet Li. No, you're right, yeah, cradle to the grave. Not the dog? No, I love the one. I also stand the one. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, dude. I love that movie. That's the one where there's like multiple. That jet is the Lees, one. Right? Yes, there's multiple Jet Lees, and that's the one where I think Papa Roach is the only good music according to <laughs> Evil Jet Li. He's like, I was just starting to like the music in this town. How could he be evil if he's right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the Magneto situation. It's like Magneto. Yeah, just listen to Creed. Chris, I'm just <laughs> saying, I'm just saying, Chris, say evil if there's right. Jet Li, Galani and Chill, if the one's not on it, I'm not per- oh. participating. Oh, of course it's on it. I would I would <laughs> definitely throw in a few of his big mainstream American films, but he's got some great Chinese movies, too, man. He Can't does. No, that. he does. He does. I listen. Iron I, Monkey I, is fucking great. I saw that like yeah. three years ago. That was one I of saw his first. I saw mm. Fearless in the theater, so I, I was very cultured back then. I loved Unleashed. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, Unleashed is great too. I fucking love it. I love Bob Hoskins in it. I love him. I love Morgan. It's very corny, but I like Morgan Freeman too. It's got a great yeah. cast. Yeah, man. <sighs> Sorry. Sorry, DMX. Now I just want to <laughs> gently. No, but here's okay, so so MFK, this one got kills as well. Uh let's talk about let's talk about so over the course of these films, Belly got slight fucks. <laughs> And a kill and from, a kill from me. One kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just downhill. Yeah. So, um, 
let's remember DMX. Let's remember him through his music. I think that's important. I, unlike you guys, would tell people to see Belly. I think there are some people that would really love Belly. I think there there are some people that see the representation of what DMX is through that movie. Yeah. The, the end being what it is is terrible. Don't get me wrong. But I, right. I, I would recommend to someone that, that to someone if they said, well, are there any good DMX movies? I'd be like, well, there's Belly. It, yeah. It, if you're trying to have a, a fun DMX night, you could pop that on the screen yeah. to play in the background, minutes, man. That's nothing. Yeah, that's nothing. That's that's two Aquaman's. Yeah. So I, I personally, that I'm a little different than that one. Or that's one Aquaman. I'm sorry. That's I've seen a lot of shit too. So you know, I'm st- I, I'm getting a little kinder in in my old age. <laughs> but that's all that thing. But uh, what's the best rappers? What's the best rapper uh, turned actor performance? Tupac, and it's uh. Is it juice? It's not. It's not like Ice Cube overall. The one with Omar Epps is uh, juice. What, are, what about nothing but trouble? <laughs> well, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I think I think Ice Cube's up there too. I think with Friday, it's fucking great. I think Ice Cube's son is a, is an excellent actor. Yeah, I agree. I like O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah, and yeah, he's great as his dad. Speaking mm-hmm. of that movie, we saw me and Devin saw a trailer for uh, was in it? the Heights. In the Heights, and it has Dr. Dre, the young Dr. Dre from the NWA movie in it, and it it doesn't look too bad. It looks kind of fun. Listen, I mean, like Hamilton is truly great. Yeah, and it's it's like. Uh, I'm gonna watch it probably. I'm kind um, of, I'll be honest. I'm I'm I almost know nothing about musicals. When I see a trailer for one, I'm like, oh, that looks like fun, I guess. And then I think about musicals, and I'm like, oh my god, like this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of my my mentality when it comes. I mean, to I w- I will say the buzz for it's not exactly. Gl- it's not like it's bad, but like the buzz, not you're, it's not Hamilton buzz, you know. Of where course, of course. Or like, this is insane, but uh, yeah, you know. Could be good. I mean, last night in Soho is the reigning king of trailers for, oh, man, for a good long so time now. <laughs> That's the movie to top. Yeah, the, yeah, you know, best trailer of the year so far. Also, oh, I don't. I, well, here's the thing: there, there was Dune last year. That trailer dropped. I think last. I heard. Year, right? I heard a little something yes. about Dune too. Some some uh-huh. rumors that are brewing about the movie itself. Um, one in particular that stands out is it ends very abruptly. <laughs> We got parts incoming. We got we got to finish. Oh the yeah, fight. well maybe that's why the director's so mad because he's like, I have the sequels planned, and you're just throw- you're farting this out on HBO Max. Sick, sick. Super- maybe they should do that. That'll be like the free trial. That's like the first episode of Doom, <laughs> and then you have to buy the other parts of the shareware. Jesus Christ, shareware. That's what we're at with movies now. That's what- <laughs> yeah, we're a shareware movie. I mean, shareware. that's kind of what streaming services are. You hand out your password to other people. <laughs> So, I mean, I guess in general, though, I'm just kind of looking up um, uh, more DMX things. And I know this was kind of a somewhat of a curated list. Mm. Would you say looking at the rest of his filmography, is there something else you'd be like, you know, it all is also worth watching? Like, is there another movie that's probably also worth checking out in terms of? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't. These are the only three DMX movies I've seen. So, um, there <laughs> so was you're, you're one, not like you got to see Baruka's Bond. There was one that I was looking at that was made in like 2019, I think. 
okay. and it was supposedly a a Fast and the Furious ripoff that he was a part of. And was, I was it called curious. Beyond the Law? Yes, where he plays Detective Ray Munch. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, I'm sorry, Fast and Fierce Death Race. Davey. Fast and Fierce Death Race, which oh, sounded really shit. goofy. But... Is this like one of those Asylum movies? Do you have you heard yeah. about Asylum? Oh, it's Dude. directed to video. Of, so co- of course, yeah. So, um. Uh, but that's it. I, I honestly, it was the rest of it was like, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's 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 acceptable. Um, oh, yeah, man. I think that's it for the DMX series. But um, I would like to point out what next month has in store yes. for us all. I was right, by the way. That movie is Asylum. I have decided that next month will be Resident Evil. <sighs> Yes. We'll be watching the Resident Evil series. Uh, that is six films, I believe. I think uh, the first one is on Amazon Prime for free. I believe the preceding five or preceding four are on Hulu. And I think the last one I could not find. So that one might be a little harder. So we and, and we're talking five of them are on streaming service. We're I talking the Alice, the Alice films, not the, the Alice CG movie, not the CG kind of only movies right 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 the the paul ws hey you know what extra credit watch the cgi movie too (laughs) i don't know where to find that one i'm not quite sure well there's like three of them i think (laughs) i mean the new ones are coming to netflix we got one coming this year steve 2021 so yeah you know i was i was thinking of getting this all out before the new one comes out and we have some we could watch that we we can we can uh say farewell to the the uh, following it, wait uh, i'm sorry infinite darkness is the series and that starts july 8th oh wow but that's oh, a series that's not a movie timing. perfect timing wow wow, wow. <laughs> uh so, hey yeah. uh actually bonus points for anybody that knows the the titles of the resident evil film series uh degeneration is one of them uh well that's one of the animated resident movies. evil all right. Oh, oh! I didn't count Retribution. the other ones. Retribution is one. Apocalypse, Apocalypse, Apocalypse. is another one. Yeah, isn't the end? Uh, <sighs> Extinction. Extinction is Extinction. one. Yeah. So there's two left. Uh, Resident Evil Two. Well, that's Resident Evil Apocalypse. <laughs> Afterlife. Uh, Afterlife, and then there's one more. The the oh, end. Fuck. Right. The it's end the final. The final chapter. The final so chapter. That's basically the end. Oh and then God, the and right. then obviously it's not out Chris. yet. It's not out yet, but why welcome Resident Evil? Welcome to Raccoon City is the is the movie that's coming out, the live action one. That's the I'm new. I'm pretty movie. sure that's yeah. coming out this year. Are we too. expecting this to be good? Are we expecting this what, to be good? The Resident Evil series or the new one? The new one. The new one. The new I was going to say the series. No, the movie. Um, I so here's the thing. It sounds like they're smashing the first game and the second game together, which has yeah, me, me worried. Too. That's rough. It might be too so much. Forty-seven meters down. Oh, he okay. So the director did. Uh, let's see. Nothing. 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 Are nothing. they going to get rid of Leon? You know, in favor yeah. of Chris. You know that kind of thing. I, I'm not going to be happy about that. He did the Strangers Pray at Night. He did the Strangers sequel. No, they have Leon. Leon is that sexy Venezuelan yeah, you're right, guy you're right. that I really, I'm really interested in his take. All right. So, actually, Steve, uh, you saw the Strangers yep. sequel with me. I think I? I'm pretty sure you did. Is that's Leon right. is Leon going to continue the Redfield um, bloodline though? Oh, well, that's <laughs> what Leon's this, in the movie. Maybe this that's is the, the plot, plot of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, in what 47. Is what is that from? First off, that's just that's a meme. It's a meme. It's Chris. Chris that is. Oh, you, you weren't on. on. You weren't on for that. We discovered the origin oh, of that meme. No. <laughs> what is that about? Oh boy. So, due to Chris uh, Redfield's rapid steroid use, he can. He's. <laughs> He cannot produce children, so he's he's dead set on. So he's Claire. trying to hook up Claire. Yeah, he's trying to hook up Claire and Leon to continue the blo- the, the bloodline. Redfield line. The Redfield yeah. bloodline. The Redfield that was the case when Leon's come, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was somebody made that's a, a rabbit hole that I. It's deep. Yeah, it goes deep, man. I mean, we're gonna find this out in the series. On yeah, that. of course. Oh my so. god, or it's gonna be yeah. explored completely. <laughs> Uh, I'm excited, Chris. I'm excited to watch these movies because I've only watched the first. Yeah, one. I think I've only watched the first two, so I'm the same boat, man. I have. I yeah, remember. Yeah, I'm, I'm when, one and two. When, and that's, well, Chris Omar Epps is in the second one. Uh, well, Omar Epps, you mean? Mike Epps. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Oh, I was gonna say it's Epps, yeah, it's Mike Epps. One... Sorry, Omar. I got no problem with. Yeah. I like the program. Yeah, Omar's a good Omar's actor. Omar's the doctor right? in house. Um, yeah, Mike Epps makes I... a Grand Theft Auto joke. So. <laughs> As you do in <laughs> Resident Evil, oh, he's God. gagged. I so Why? fucking excited for the Resident Evil movie when they yeah, announced it, man. and then I found out that there was no Resident Evil characters in the movie. Yeah. And I was like, "Wait, what? Can, can we make Fuck a prediction? Um, hmm. Ooh, how so? What do you I'm mean? Trying to think of like, do we think are we like which of these Resident Evil of these six Resident Evil movies are, do we think?" Uh, what do we think the best one's going to end up being? I, I, I think it is no doubt that it's going to be the first one. I think it's no doubt in my <sighs> but mind. But the first one's bad. Dude. I know that, John. <laughs> <laughs> I understand the that. The first one's bad, I understand though. that. There's a reason why they made so many of these I shits. think there might be one that sneaks by, like a sneaky fart that's fun. Mm, okay, okay. It might be a I remember. Yeah, the one is that the one where they're like we're in the the desert. No, yeah, that's extinction, right? Extinction. Oh. Yeah, apocalypse is the one with Nemesis, right? Oh, is that the and one? That one oh, makes shit. me laugh because okay. I've seen okay. that before. I know, I know, Jill is in one of. I think she's in apocalypse. She's fucking. She's fucking wasted yeah. in it. I guess. Well, well, that's <laughs> so. the thing. I think. Oh man, yeah. I never saw extinction, but it was just kind of like there's a big jump because you go from like Resident Evil to Raccoon City to just post-apocalyptics and then it kind of gets back from that in the other ones man this movie series stems from 2002 to 2017 so that is uh 15 years don't worry john i'll I'll cut i'll cook up something a little bit more esoteric and independent (laughs) on the next round but i really was hankering to watch resident evil man listen man yeah i want to watch this whole series i want to get it over with (laughs) <laughs> you just want to you want to confirm the kill Definitely. and then let it die forever. <laughs> you know what? I want to be I you know maybe this will be the crow eating portion of the of the Galanian chill. I think the new movie will be better than all six of the Resident Evil movies. I hope so, dude. I really do. It's not like the bar is high, you know. It isn't. You're right. And that's not a big crow eating statement. But that's six movies that I'm putting down the drain. Chris Put it on the, on the crow board. Fuck yeah. Uh, for those of you who do not know about the crow board, the crow board is a board that we have where we just write all of our insane guesses. Wait, so. And uh, hypothesis. So what's Chris's crow board statement again? Let's see. So I have two. He says that the new Resident Evil 
is going to be better than all of the previous Paul W.S. Anderson. Okay. That Crow board. Uh, the other one I put on there that I didn't talk about was Zack Snyder will direct a Star Wars movie. <laughs> Chris, that's... that's Ooh, I think that one's a little more... That is, I think, very, that is insane. 2023. No way. Wait, like a like a signature series Star Wars movie or like a spin Signature series. Wow. I, you know what? What? So he's going to... He's going to... Like episode 10? He's going to do episode <laughs> 10? Snyder? Yep. I dude, no way. What if it's better too? It's the best. It's dude, the best fucking the new <laughs> exclamation <laughs> point. Remind me in 2023. That's okay. You guys can. So we can watch Chris fucking eat his, his own Just shit. Believe. On I air. say, I say, uh, he's probably going to announce it soon. Probably break sometime at the end of this year. Chris, dude. he's going to be he's going to be coming out with his <laughs> zombie movie sequel to Army of the Dead. Okay, you just you just wait. Just wait. <laughs> Devin, Devin. That'd be such a fucking horrible Devin, move by Fuck Disney. around and find <laughs> out. <laughs> Think about Listen, it. it. Would Disney fucking does Disney have you know, balls, that's the shit, is, is you the know, I don't think that's the do. shit you get when Logan Paul knocks out Floyd Mayweather, right? The butterfly <laughs> effect. Oh, that's, that's the, yeah, that's the oh, that's okay. the universe when Logan Paul wins. Jesus. Man. Disney just gives up. Like, Fuck it. <laughs> Kevin Feige, you're fired. You're fired. Zach, Zach bring him in. Zaddy. It's Zaddy time, baby. Bring him in, Kino. baby. Oh, man. We need some Kino in Star Wars. <laughs> King Kino's here. I'm shooting this on film. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm shooting this on I'm film. Gonna put it in four by four. Four by three. You use some filters. I'm going to make it an Instagram. Make, make, you, think, Instagram make you think your screen has dead pixels. I don't give a shit. <laughs> You gotta watch wow. it on a CRT wow. TV to get the full effect. <laughs> I hate, I hate. So, Chris, universe. the one thing I'm gonna say to counter your crowbar, because I think your crowbar is a pretty safe. I think that's a pretty okay, safe one. That's fair. But here's the thing: I personally think the new Mortal Kombat not as good as the the Paul W S Anderson Mortal Kombat. You're Kombat. right. There, that's true. There's that there, and I understand that. But I think. I think these are worse than the Mortal Kombat. I think the Resident Evil movies. Oh, I agree. No, are I agree. Completely. Way worse directed than that movie was. In the one of the movies I've seen. <laughs> yes, true. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, Chris, if if you uh, if if you have some sort of like watch like Tuesday, I'm going to watch this. Wednesday, I'm going to watch. You know, let me know. I'd be more than happy to to come by and. Yeah, 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 have, have mini watch parties, man. I, yeah, uh, I want to see. I want to see. This is why I got. This is why I get vaccinated so I can watch Resident Evil movies, movies with Chris Galanti. This is uh, top four reasons why I got vaccinated. That's that's why number one. <laughs> it's top four. It's top <laughs> four. I'll I think I'll tell you what. I'm probably going to watch the first two by myself. That's the fine. third and the rest, the ones I haven't seen, I want to watch with somebody. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know that full full what's response. The, what's the point? He needs to hold someone's point, man. Terrified. Resident Evil guys, come on! They got liquors and stuff. He's scary. She kicks a dog. Oh, I love dogs. Well, this dog is, to be fair, it doesn't matter. Guy. He just needs some pats on the head. Be a good guy. He just no, needs no, some pats no. on the head. He's a good dog. Devin, Every dog's a good dog. Every dog is a good dog, as we know from another movie series. All dogs. Every last one of them goes to heaven. Devin. Not cats. <laughs> Not cats in weird sweaters. You know what a hit job by that movie. For <laughs> they were the evil ones. In that They're movie. literally evil. And it's like so. <laughs> yeah, man, man. Did they ever come out with like a, a response to that? 
Is there like a weird sequel cats? that's like? No, I'm sorry. Cats are oh, yeah, still no. garnering a statement. Cats, cats literally started a pandemic. I forgot. <laughs> Steve saw cats, True. and all of a sudden we couldn't Guys, leave our I'm house. Sorry, I'm sorry. I saw that New Year's Eve into Fucking the monster. New Year. You're gonna trace that all the way back to the Wuhan lab, Steve, and you're gonna you're gonna be real sorry. Someone, yes, yeah, someone over there was like, he did what? <laughs> Drop the pile. Oh shit! I dropped the beaker. <laughs> <laughs> Drop some beaker. <laughs> Holy so shit! So we're watch, We're gonna watch Resident Evil. We're gonna be like, that's how it happened. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, wait. They they show you what happens in that movie. Yep. Hey, first like first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. You, you so follow. He just it, literally yeah. drops it, and it's basically loop, it's basically a rip off the of the rock. Web. <laughs> God. All right, so um, the Spencer Mansion in the Wuhan lab. Chris, uh, since you've given us where we can stream this, guys, watch yes. it with us. Like, and you, also, know, you have a task to watch these also movies too. People out there that are listening, give me suggestions. I will watch whatever the fuck you want me to watch if I haven't already watched it, of course. But I, I'm you know I'm way open to suggestions when it comes to this. So. Chris, I'll give you five bucks if you take your chop well, off. Well, that's implied, right? Because <laughs> listen, this is Galani and Chill. So yeah, man. I'm gonna Chris, subscribe. I'm gonna. I'm subscribe just waiting. I'll go over now. to watch Resident Evil Extension. Extension, and Chris is gonna look over to me. He's like, "I didn't let it out for air," and I'm like, "Oh, fine." <laughs> no, that's oh, the fine. Resident Evil Extension. Yeah, 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 extension. <laughs> I would probably be into really heavy petting, but over the clothes, Devin. So all right, let's, you know what? Whatever, whatever I need to do, that. Chris. We were slapping Devin's thighs. Really you guys were. <laughs> I, wanted, I was enthused, and I wanted you to be as enthused. <laughs> that's exciting. All right. All right. All right. That's all right. it. That's all right. it. That's all I got. So That's all I got. And again, so, um, so yeah, again, this is, we, we split up the, the, the anti-fanboy show into different areas and themes. themes. So, so yeah. this will be next month. First, I guess it's the first week of the month, right? First yep. Sunday of the, first every week. month. Money mm-hmm. chill. Second week of the month will be a video game focused. The anti Game Boy, anti Game Boy, and obviously next week is is we're going to be dick deep in E three stuff. So that'll be a nice little point it's of be discussion. Our E3. Then the week D3, after D three D. Oh man, Devon and Bubba Ray just put us through tables constantly. <laughs> Get the chair, Devin. <laughs> table. Get the table. Fuck me. Uh, and then the week after is our Patreon specific show. We're just got got to pay. Pay to, to play, play baby. We're just farting jars, baby. It's like then, Steven Seagal. You got to pay to play, baby. And then that last week of the month is is your good old fashioned anti fanboy podcast, where we're just getting juicy, man. We're talking. We're talking the highlights and the lowlights yeah. of the month. Now that we have the whole month to look at in, in retrospective, we're going to be like, these are the fucks of the month. These are the marries of the month. These are the kills. Low of the light. Month. Chris made me watch Belly. Highlight. Chris made me watch Resident <laughs> Evil Extension. So. Highlight. Chris made me come yeah. on. <laughs> so. Money and chill. Anything good. Money and chill. I'm sorry. Belly's. I, I'd ha- without seeing my memory of the other two, Belly's this was probably the better of the of the three, but you know, yeah, it's belly. Stop, drop, it's open belly. up, shop, baby. Damn belly. Man. So, yeah. Chris, do you think next week will fare uh, higher uh, scores from oh, us? No, 
No, no. We gave we gave one of the movies we saw. Oh, a slight I should, we should I think definitely it's track be worse, this. to I be honest, Steve. You know, you definitely yeah, start a. Should, you want to start? A yeah, Google we doc? should. We should like do a Google Doc, and we'll and then we'll judge Chris <laughs> by what he made us watch over the the Ooh. span of of a year. We're like, Chris, you gave us. 75 Uh-oh. kills this so year. So there's a final judgment at the end of this? Yeah. Like the end of this next generation where Q... Has, has Chris been a fair... <laughs> mu- Chris has shoveled yeah. shit in my mouth for six months Here's now. Here's the deal. There's a little <laughs> few previews here. I want to watch the before series. So that's definitely going to be there somewhere. Okay. I haven't watched that yet, and I, I always wanted to see it. I've never seen it. So that's some good stuff. I'm going to round it out. I think I'm also going to choose directors and highlight, like, six or seven movies or five movies of theirs and just go deep on them. But for right now I have a lot of series that I didn't watch specifically because I only had a week. Yes. And yes. There's a few of those I want to drop out before I get to the good stuff. Now we have a month. I have now a month. Count begins. So, yeah. Come back next month. Resident evil. Resident evil be Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can come uh, <laughs> chill with Alani anytime. It doesn't need to be on just the show. You can come sit on my couch whenever you want.